Um, I'm gonna try and keep this short and simple as possible. Okay, as you can see, we basically gonna be just discussing a little bit about Malcolm X. Yesterday was Malcolm X Day. All right, so shout out to Mr. El Haj Malik El Shabazz. It was his birthday, and so a lot of us black people we take the time out of our day to appreciate, you know, the ancestors and people who have came before us who have set certain pathways and certain uh, forms of consciousness to allow us to evolve and adapt to loving ourselves and stuff like that. And I have a story on that as well concerning the basis of like Malcolm X and how much of an influence he was in my personal life. For those who may have been watching me for a while, there was a time when I used to have Malcolm X behind me. What's good black people? First and foremost, if you're a first time viewer of my content of this video, like this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel. This is the first video that I am making in my dorm apartment. So, it's lit, isn't it? <laughs> um, I still have the cloth or the decoration, the wall decoration. So, you know, in, in due time, in years to come, I will have that up somewhere out and about and stuff like that but you know for those who who don't know and like who haven't been following me for as long as some people have because some people have been following me since like my pro-black phase and my pro-black conscious you know phase and era and stuff like that um malcolm x was a big influence in my life as a matter of fact um these are some very old glasses all right as you can see they're broken all right so <laughs> you can see the dust on them too um, I just happened to find these like as I was cleaning and organizing my room but as you can see um, I used to buy I used to buy these type of glasses because Malcolm X was a big influence in my life so I wanted to wear these glasses like Malcolm X because I used to think like this would make me look very intelligent I mean these are these are some nice looking glasses I'm not even going to front like these are some very nice looking glasses um, and so I used to wear these in my YouTube videos and stuff like that. I used to wear those glasses all the time, you know, starting off my pot, starting off my YouTube videos back in like 2016, 2017 and stuff like that. And so Malcolm X was a very big influence in my personal upbringing as a teen because back in the day, um, you know, growing up in high school, middle school, most definitely, um, but especially just as a kid in general from when I was a kid to teenager and all those other type of stuff, like I always dealt with um, like self-hatred and stuff like that, right? And so to make a long story short, like, you know, growing up in middle school, growing up in high school, you know, I went to predominantly white schools, okay? So I went to school with predominantly white students. And basically what would go on is that I would try to fit in with the predominantly Caucasian kids all right and you know how that would that went out for me and it didn't help that I was a Jesus boy all right it, it didn't help that I was a Jesus Jesus freak Bible thumping Christian boy okay did not help one bit so on top of that you know I didn't know how to defend myself physically or emotionally <laughs> or mentally and so I would just have people say anything and everything to me and and not just the the preppy white kids but like hispanics okay i don't know if y'all ever experienced that but that like there was some hispanic kids as well like some hispanics out there really be they be giving some some caucasian kids competition <laughs> on discrimination 
but there was this one particular boy, right? And I'm, I'm going to say his name because there's a lot of Antonios, but there was this one Hispanic kid named Antonio in my advanced class, advanced science class in the seventh grade. And this man would, would dead on like, and it was, it was unfortunate that we at one time had to share like a table cause we would be assigned seats and stuff like that. And he tried to give me the nickname monkey. <laughs> and I can laugh about it now because like I've gotten over that and I've evolved from that phase in my life. But the man tried to give me the nickname monkey. You know, it would it would be so much to the extent like some of the Hispanic kids would like as soon as I would walk by them, they would make monkey noises. Or there was a time when I walked into science class and I looked at Antonio and Antonio was like, What? You wanna you want a banana monkey? Huh? You want a banana monkey? You wanna swing from a and like the man just popping off for no reason. I'm just like, yo, what is your deal? <laughs> you know, at best, you know, what I would do is ignore him. But the teacher thought he was just so kind and he's just always to himself and so he's just so peaceful and so timid. Y'all don't Science teacher didn't know all the things about uh Antonio and his friends. But anyways, I remember there was one time when me and Antonio got into it and we was on our way to lunch. And this was like Antonio just setting off a speech, letting everybody know, letting me know that I'm not going to amount to anything other than just being uh, uh, a chimp or a monkey or whatever the case is, right? Walks off. This one, uh, this one white boy comes up to me and me and him were cool, cool, and he comes up to me and was like, don't worry Tyrone. Somewhere down the line, we all have relations to monkeys. <laughs> and I just sat there, like, listening, like, who would say that to somebody? Like, like who would say that to, after, like, somebody just went all the way off talking about how you're a monkey, you ain't going to amount to anything other than uh, a chimp, and uh, yada, 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 yada. And then after all that, you're going to try and make a person feel better by saying, like, don't worry. We all have relations to monkeys somewhere down the line. That's that's like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. that. That's so stupid. Like, that's so degrading. You're going to make a person feel better. Like, if, you, if somebody called, right, imagine somebody being called ugly. We all ugly in some way or fashion. That doesn't take away from what the man just said. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't take away from what somebody said. If, if somebody said you the ugliest person I've ever seen and you come up to a person, don't worry. We're all ugly somewhere down the line. We're, we got a little bit of ugly. There's, there's always going to be a little flaw in us. You know, it's, it's not the outer appearance that matters. It's the inward appearance that matters. Like we, <laughs> that does not make me feel better one bit and that that was the equivalency of that right anywho we pass on to the eighth grade and to the ninth grade high school if i thought if i thought middle school was bad high school was terrible okay high school happened and same preppy caucasian kids right but this was a new bunch okay these these were different different kids that 
some of them I did know from middle school and some of them I didn't know that got to know me, that got to know the kids that knew me, right? And I'll never forget that this was probably in the ninth grade and there was this other white kid and I'm gonna use another name because this is also a common name for a specific set of people. This white kid named Jacob, right? Comes up to me and he was like, hey Tyrone, hey Tyrone, look. He's showing me on his phone on Snapchat and it's this, it's this kid in chemistry class and there's a poster or like some type of a cardboard like cutout of a monkey and on the snap um, the the caption says like I'm with Tyrone in science class or something like that right and Jacob showing me to this like <laughs> you see this and I'm just looking at him like Like, I ain't had no words. Like, <laughs> what type of reaction did you expect out of me? Like, oh, that's so funny. Y'all, y'all guys crazy. Y'all, y'all, like, these are the type of kids I went to school with. Anyways, so I had to deal with that type of nonsense, right? Then, sophomore year, I had to deal with this again with a mixed kid, right? Now, I have a lot of Negroid features, right? I love my Negroid features. But this Negro, this half Negro, looked more Negrofied than me. I don't know how to explain it, but he was very, he had some very like strong features. Nothing wrong with that, but he had some very strong features. Like his lips were bigger than mine. His, his nose was bigger than mine. His hair, a little kinkier than mine. He was, a, he was, he was brighter, about two to three shades brighter because, you know, he's mixed. And... We in chemistry class and like every day he will always make a joke about calling me uh, a chimp or a gorilla. And like there was one day I just really sat with him. I'm just like, yo, fail. You do know that <laughs> we look the same. Like we, we almost look the same. Like we have the same features. Like we look like you, do you know how, how stupid you look? calling me a chimp and a monkey because of my features. And he's like, dog, man, I don't look nothing like you. I don't look nothing like you. You look like somebody from the planet of the apes, man. I don't look nothing about you. And I'm just sitting there like, what is wrong with these people, right? But I couldn't help it that, to some extent, I began to identify myself with that in a way, right? Never publicly, never consciously, but it would be unconsciously. So like when I would look in the mirror, I would look to the side and I look to the other side and I'm like, do I really look like a monkey? So there was one time I asked a white kid because the white kid called me a monkey and a gorilla. And I said, what about me looks like a monkey? Brother, look at your nose. Look at the way that your nose is shaped. Look at your lips. I didn't put two and two together until I got older. And I'm like, if you look at the features of Caucasians and compare them to chimps and monkeys, there's a, there's a strong correlation between the two. If you shave a monkey, I guarantee you, me and that monkey will not have the same complexion. If you look at the lips of a monkey, if you look at the, the hair texture, the fur texture, I guarantee you me 
and that animal will have nothing in correlation. So I'm like, is this a projection? <laughs> Are y'all projecting what y'all internally have, like genetically have, in terms of a, of a relation with these animals? You know, and we, we could save that for another time for another day, right? I'm not even going to be dealing with uh, all that and I ain't trying to get kicked off. <laughs> you know, because Instagram, they be protecting them when it comes to these type of conversations. I ain't even going, it's not even needed, right? It's not even necessary to even go down that line. If you know, you know. If you don't know, I can't help you, all right? But there are, you can look this up for yourself, there are. There's there's some scientific stuff that have happened where certain babies have came out with tails. Certain babies came out with, with a, a head full of fur. I'm not going to say anything, but these are six ether beings that we are talking about. Okay. And so this is that rhesus blood, right, that they have where you're going to have some of these defects. There, there's a reason why, you know, with people, I ain't gonna say people of color, but people with melanin, with more melanin, people who are carbon beings, that we act differently than other sets of people. This is why we have a saying of like, white people stuff. Like, <laughs> this is why like, our pineal gland is, as like uh, Dr. Africa said, like it's full of selenium, right? But when it comes to their pineal gland, it's full of sulfur. And so, you know, my dad used to tell me, right, when he was a police officer, he used to tell me like certain set of people would go great, uh, they would go very crazy during the full moon, right? And I heard Dr. Africa say that because their pineal gland is full of sulfur that they're more likely to be lunatics. And that's where we get the whole phrase and the whole summoning and the slang of lunatics. So my dad will always tell me when a full moon is out and he will work on the island where the, the preppy, you know, Caucasian kids would be at, he will always tell me, oh, there's gonna be some crazy white folk. It's gonna be something crazy going down, right? So, Right, monkeys don't even have big lips and all that. Yeah, so you you already know how that was going. Yeah, the self hatred projection, all that type of stuff. It's crazy. So yeah, like there's there's obviously a difference, right? That doesn't mean that we're supposed to be out here boastful and thinking we all better than everybody in the world and stuff like that. But you know, even one of my teachers even made mention of it, like. For those who are Negroid or who are of African descent, they have been scientifically proven to be fully human, right? Like I said, there's no debate about it. There's no, oh, uh, ha ha, we the best in the world, all that stuff. <laughs> there's no need for that, right? Sophomore year passed and stuff like that. We get into junior year. And junior year is when I started my developing in consciousness this is when I first started to be aware of like actual like racism and discrimination and police brutality and all this type of stuff. I was introduced to Dr. Umar and Sonetta Studios and 
all the people that you know that I, I started to slowly begin to learn about and then I, I was introduced to Dr. Umar and uh, Dr. Yosef Ben, Dr. John Henry Clark and all these people right and then I got introduced to um, Malcolm X and so when I got introduced to Malcolm X everything shifted okay <laughs> from my junior year going into my senior year um, throughout the whole summer of 2016 I was listening to Malcolm X for hours right and Malcolm X instilled in me um, a form of self-love a form of like knowledge of self a form of like standing up for myself like he will always talk about self-defense right he will always talk about like by any means necessary do what you have to do for yourself and for your people um, and for those that you love right and you know he will always emphasize like Treat people with kindness, p treat people with respect, but if they put any hands on you, <laughs> that's their life, basically, right? And so what I learned from Malcolm X is to love myself, to love my, my features, to love who I am as a black person. And I remember this was around the time that um, there was like, I guess it was like the last movie of the Planet of the Apes, right, coming out. And I knew when this was coming out, I was prepared for the jokes from, you know, from Caucasian kids, right? I just, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the jokes to happen from the white kids. And I remember, like, some of the white kids in band, because I was in band, they was making all these type of jokes with, like, this one black kid um, talking about, Hey Jay, we saw you. We saw you be, uh, being featured in the season, in the new Caesar Planet of the Apes. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. All that type of hoopla, like making these corny jokes. It was ridiculous, right? Of course, it it, didn't, it would backfire on me, uh, or backfire on them when they tried to do it to me. Because uh, by that time, I wasn't taking no type of BS like that from from them. Um, not to like be hostile all the way towards them but like they wasn't going to it wasn't going to swing me that way you know and by that time all the people all the white kids and band mostly thought that I was racist right because there was a time where I made a, a video about how much I love black women right and to mess with them I put in the video that I thought white women were ugly and I thought black women were beautiful right and so this and here's the crazy thing. This didn't have as many white kids mad as it did black kids. Because when black women that I went to school with heard this, they were just completely puzzled. You don't you don't have to tear down another set of women to uplift your women. And I'm sitting there like, aren't you Aren't you black? Aren't you black? Like why? <laughs> why is that a concern for you? Of, of how I feel about other sets of women. These be the same women, right? That complain about how like they can't stand when black women, when black men put um, other races of women on a pedestal. They ain't never gonna treat. And then when I come to the scene, I don't like how you said it. You could have said it a different way. I didn't like the delivery. You you didn't have to say that about them. That didn't even make that don't make no sense to me. 
they had a big issue with it, right? And so it came to a point where like, it was the black kids in band that would be trying to tell everybody, oh, you know, Tyrone's a racist. You know, he hates white people. You know, Tyrone, Tyrone over there, he said he thinks white women are ugly, but he thinks all this hoopla. It wasn't even the white kids spreading this. It was my own people in them. Ridiculous, right? Now, of course, I deal with things differently now because I have evolved on a whole different set of consciousness, right? I've, I've evolved in terms of like how I deliver these things. But during that time, that's what I was dealing with, with, with my own people in them. And uh, it's like what, uh, what, <laughs> what Sour Susan said to be saying, Krakatosis. It was a strong level of Krakatosis with them. No lies told. There was a strong level of Krakatosis. But anyways, it was through Malcolm X's uh, speech when he was talking about who taught you to hate the color of your skin and who taught you to hate the texture of your hair and who taught you to hate your, your big nose and your big lips and all this type of stuff. Who right? taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask who yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you. And that just really, I've never heard that like spoken that way. I've never heard anybody say that i never heard anybody like really word that and piece that together the way he did because that was a really good question that was something i never really asked myself like i was really brainwashed throughout my whole life to hate everything about myself unconsciously you know everything from different experiences when i would get my hair cut and my mom would tell me that my hair is getting too nappy it's getting too big and all this type of stuff and you need to comb your hair so there would be a time to such a point like when she would comb my hair and she was like it's too nappy that i didn't want the type of hair i had no more because my mom will always tell me it was too nappy like when it would grow a little you know every time i get my hair cut and it would grow a little tall or it would grow a little high when i had the little tall cut and stuff like that she would comb through my hair Boy, your hair nappy you need to go get a haircut right and so it would be instilled in my head that I need to get a haircut and that if I grow, if I have my hair grow a little too, too tall or a little too big or whatever the case is, um, that it was a bad thing and that I need to, I need to get a haircut because my hair nappy. I remember back in first grade and second grade, like the white kids that I would be, you know, go to recess and go to school with, I wanted their hair. You know, I wanted their hair. I didn't want to deal with having nappy hair. I didn't want to deal with having uh, to to always wake up early in the morning and have my mom comb through my hair. She can't comb through my hair because it hurts and, and all this type of stuff, right? I don't want to deal with all of that. I just want, I want Jacob's hair. I want, I want Austin's hair. You know, the the hair where you could just, 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 just sway it to the left and the right, get a little brush here and there and you good. <laughs> but I never knew I never knew the divinity and the beauty of my hair and stuff like that which is why like 
when high school came, <clears throat> junior year, I began to grow my hair out. And growing my hair out was a statement, basically, right? It was a statement of saying, like, I love my hair. I love this aspect of myself. And I can't tell you how many people came up to me, black and white, that would come up to me and talk about, like, yo, you need to do something with your hair, right? But it was more black people than it was white people. Well, it was 50-50. Let me go back. Let me go back. It was 50-50. It was there would be some black kids that would be like, man, you need to... There was this one black girl, right? There was a there was a good few black girls that would come up to me and talk about like you need to perm your hair, you need to do something with that that nest on top of your head, or um, your hair your hair nappy, right? I can't even put my hands through it, and I was like, <laughs> what you expect? Like, of course you can't put your hands through it. What you mean you can't put your hands? Through? Of course you can't put your hands through it. It's kinky, coily. Not kinky. It's coily hair. What you mean? Of course you can't put your hands through it. I don't have Billy Bob's hair. I don't have Connor's hair. My hair grows up like plants. It don't grow down like dogs. Okay? It, it, it just it is what it is. And I remember one time there was this girl. We was walking out of... Uh, and I was with my friend Michelle at the time and one of the girls like we was walking out of one of the buildings and one of the girls was like oh you need to do something with that nappy ass hair right Michelle popped off Michelle popped off she said you got the nerve to talk about this man hair and your hair ain't even growing past your ears I said oh shit <laughs> She said that man hair is beautiful. And it's gonna be and it and it is beautiful and yada yada yada. And it's gonna be is 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 it's better than anything you could ever do with your hair. She walks off. I know she was petty. I know she was mad. But I looked at Michaela I looked at uh, Michelle, I was like, wow. <laughs> that was the first time I actually had like not just anybody, but like especially a black woman, like stand up in that moment, like just like come to my defense. Not that I really needed it, but like to come to my defense and be like, "This man hair is beautiful," and you over here with your little permy, little perm hair and stuff like that, thinking that you gonna get some length. I said, "Bruh." To conclude that, like Malcolm X was a really big influence in the aspect of like me learning to love myself and to learn to love my hair and, and to love my features and, and my hair and my nose and my lips. There was a time where I didn't even love my lips. Um, people would make fun of my lips too as well. Um, not just white kids but black kids too. Um, black kids thought that because your lips are bigger than theirs like there was, there was something wrong with that and we would get made fun of for having big lips. It, it, was, it came to a point where I would I would suck in I would I would put in my lip right I would I would walk around school like this it it, it would look stupid <laughs> but it would be, it would be because so many people would make fun of my lips because they were big uh, I guess like bigger fuller than other black kids and other people like I would I would put in my 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 lip my bottom lip you know because people would make fun of it and all this type of stuff so 
you know, I, I began to learn to love my features as time went on. I'm just like, I can't help how I was created. Like, I love myself. So if you don't like how I look, that's on you. And that's how I began to develop and, and like really grow into loving myself and stuff like that. So I give props to Malcolm, Mr. Malcolm X for that. All right. But yeah, um, to the next subject, <laughs> I have something else written down about, uh, I was talking about procrastination. Are you late? You a little late? Cause I'm like halfway done, about to be done a little bit, stuff like that. But you good, you good. I was sitting in my car yesterday and like for my whole week, I have a whole schedule of stuff that I do for editing and filming and all this type of stuff. And sometimes I will put stuff in my list and I'll be like, I'm, a, I'm going to accomplish this this week. And, ooh, excuse me. And what typically happens or, or what sometimes happen is throughout the whole week, I look at it and I don't, I don't push myself to do it, whatever the case is. And it'd be like a whole list of things that I know I'm struggling with trying to get through. And I get to the end of the week and I'm just like, how can I get any of this done? And like, I really sat in my car and thought about this yesterday. And like my inner voice told me like, Negro, just do things one step at a time. And I was like, duh, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Just doing stuff one one step at a time. So what I started to do, what I, I went back to my calendar, uh, my calendar, and like for the five things that I listed, where I was like, this is what I'm going to accomplish this week. I just circled two things, right? I circled two things on the list that I said like this week, I'm going to master this, right? And once I be able to master that, uh, whatever else I got next on the list, that's what I'm going to accomplish next, and I'm going to you know, slowly pace myself and accomplish all the things that I have listed as a goal. You know, it's, it's discombobulating, is confusing, um, is, is disorganized to try and get everything done at the last minute or to try and get everything done all at once, right? For us who went to college, you know, some of us, we did our best work at the last minute, right? <laughs> Writing a, a, a 800 page, 1200 page essay within three to four hours. But when it comes to, when it comes to life, we can't do that. Okay. When it comes to like things that we all want to accomplish, whether it's like increasing following, whether it's making content, whether it's producing something for somebody or wanting to get into a hobby or starting a show, something as little as like food plans and, and like really creating a whole food plan and pre-planning, pre, you know, uh, meal preps and stuff like that. Like you have to pace yourself, you know, do it a step at a time. Don't go the full mile yet. Build yourself up to doing these type of things that you want to do and stuff like that. Right. At, at, at best, it's better to be late than to never do it at all. You know, cut yourself some slack. You know, if you have four things that you want to do this week and you get two of them done, at least you got two of the things done. I know you wanted to get all four of them done, but pace yourself to do those two things, right? That you 
been been trying to struggle with and trying to push yourself through and then you can pace yourself along the way to where you can now do all the four things but if you try to do all four things at once there's there's a reason why <laughs> you can't get all of the four things done because you're trying to do everything at once and you're not pacing yourself with like a schedule and and pacing yourself with discipline and like just really without any type of distractions like really accomplishing what you want to accomplish and stuff like that that's a that's a gem that's a word that i have for you for <laughs> for today for this week is pace yourself all right create a routine for yourself do what is unfamiliar all right and make what is unfamiliar familiar okay don't try and do all the top 10 things that you have on your list just pace yourself with the first two and once you master those two and you feel like you can actually do this like automatic because that's that's the end goal the end goal is to make what you want to do in life automatic and that's when you start to reprogram the subconscious mind because everything that you do is a program from your subconscious mind now we might consciously say I'm going to do this I could do this I could do that but unconsciously and subconsciously it's programmed to work automatically okay your subconscious mind is on autopilot so you want to know why you say you're not going to smoke no more and you start smoking the next day is because your your subconscious mind is programmed that way and once you start to go against the the system there's all these big caution signs and now you start to feel the urge grow and all that is an illusion all of that is just in your own head and sometimes you just have to really be at peace like really lay like really just sit down and be silent and just like really pace yourself like and just really be at peace with yourself to calm that nerve down you know to focus on something else so that you can actually like focus on what you want to accomplish you know so it's things of that nature like you have to reprogram your subconscious mind and it's not impossible but it's damn sure not easy <laughs> but is it's something that you have to work with even when you slip up a couple of times like you know it's, it's something that you just have to work with and and that's what we call shadow work shadow work is basically you going back to the sunken place to your subconscious mind so that's something that you just have to work with along the way and stuff like that and you know things of that nature I'll just read some of the, the comments. Thank you, bro. No problem, no problem. Be familiar with the unfamiliar damn that hits deep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I that that hit deep for me too. Um that definitely hit deep for me uh on like I was, I was listening to it and like one of the motivation because what I like to do is I like to wake up every morning and like start off with something motivational. Like something listening to something like for 10 to 20, 30 minutes. I start off my morning before I go work out, before I go edit and stuff, and I start off with something motivational. And you know something that I found out, like these these regular, you know, outfit wearing like motivational white folk out here, or like even the white folk that be out here like wearing the the suits and everything. These people are more spiritual than the average Negro. <laughs> the average Negro out here wearing the crystals and 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 out here doing their hand signals and vibrations and 
the av these motivational white folk, like with the nice little uh, vibration frequencies in the background or whatever the case is, or they just be out and about. Someone like Gary V, for an example, like these people have tapped in to a certain consciousness and like they just running with it. And like you listen to these people and, this, and they basically say what we say with, you know, with some, some spazzazz to it and stuff like that. So we over here talking about, you gotta open up and level up the, and, and, and align yourself with your higher self and have to do your shadow work. And they over here like, all you gotta do is align yourself, rewire your subconscious mind, um, you know, have some goals, go for it, discipline, they talk in a way where like it sounds professional but it makes sense right and what sounds professional and what makes sense is just as spiritual as you trying to be I don't know you trying to be out here sounding like young Pharaoh or something <laughs> or, or just trying to sound like a, a, a professional guru the the average I'm talking about the average golf going you know white man has the knowledge and we over here thinking like, you know, thinking all bizarre about them and stuff like that. Oh, you're coming to an end. It's going to be our time now soon. They're not studying you because you ain't even tapped in yet. <laughs> you don't even know what's going on around you. You know, some people, they, they focus on the wrong thing. They, they focusing on the downfall of a set of people. And you ain't focusing on elevating yourself. That's crazy to me. Like, there'll, there'll be a lot of. A lot of these conscious folk out here talking about, oh, they time is up. They time coming to an end soon. And so this this matrix gonna be fail. It's bigger than that. <laughs> I guarantee you, if this system shuts down, they got three, four backup plans. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. They got stuff. They got stuff like like in place for the next era and for the next phase. They show you in the movies. They got stuff back that you think because a certain system falls down, like they don't they don't have a backup plan. They don't have something else. And y'all gotta get away from that that biblical propaganda. That's what it is. Some of us we think like once once it comes to an end, that's it. But even at that, that doesn't guarantee your survival. That doesn't guarantee that you're gonna be up on the rising. You know, I learned that from Dr. Amos Wilson. Just because they might fall doesn't mean that you're going to rise up. You know, there's no guarantee that uh, a group of people are going to build Wakanda. Have you seen niggas these days? <laughs> Let me be for real. Have you seen niggas these days? Three years ago, when the whole protest was going on, they was doing the Cupid Shuffle and the Cha-Cha Slide. Next year is going to be the election. I do, I do not want to know what's going to happen next year. I don't even want to see what's going to happen with Negroes next year and promoting the election. It's going to be a whole bunch of buffoonery. So the whole point of your spiritual journey is enlightening yourself and keeping your people around you and your small circle in alignment as well okay you can't be focusing on what he he say she say people out here starting debates having debates about the Bible and who's right and who's wrong and who's God is better 
and whether the sky is blue or red like it's 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 unnecessary it's unnecessary to to be dealing with foolish arguments and stuff like that talking about who's who's a spiritual master who's doing more for the community <laughs> you should be focusing on what are you doing for yourself you focusing so much on, on what the next person is doing and what other people are doing like you need to be focusing on like have you aligned yourself have you really like dealt with the trauma from when you were six and seven years old because like whatever happened to you at six and seven might be holding you back from your dreams it might be holding you back from whatever you want to accomplish like have you gotten over procrastination because every time you say you're going to do something you end up not doing it like there are there are things that you need to deal with rather than dealing with the hype man and what the system is doing so many people focusing on what happens outside of them and they never dealt with what's within you know i'm not saying not to deal with certain issues outside i'm not telling you not to discuss certain issues outside that might affect you right but there are certain things that you have to give primary focus to okay at the end of the day most of what you see is an illusion and when you come in contact with it it's based upon your reaction that basically determines how the rest of your life is going to go it's kind of like them telltale movies or them telltale games um or them, them like decision games that really basically dictate like how you play the rest of the game and that's how life is so you focusing so much on like racism and the next shooting and all those types of stuff like you you need to be focused on yourself you need to be focused on that book that you say you was going to read you know two years ago <laughs> that you have in your bookshelf you need to focus on you say you was going to be doing this and this with content creating or this and this I'm, I'm, I'm going to start posting on TikTok and you ain't never posted a TikTok I mean, you may have posted one TikTok for, for Halloween or for Christmas and that was it like they're just bigger things like when, once you get past the fake the fake anger and the fake uh, uh, emotions and hands up don't shoot and when is this gonna keep why does this keep happening to us and we just gotta do better as black people in the next hour you're gonna be watching NBA and watching LeBron James and, and KD and all them people it's fake your your anger is fake your emotional outrage is fake you trying to cancel people is fake is done for <laughs> you ain't really mad about what uh, Kanye West said about somebody and somebody you ain't really mad about uh, Tory Lanez or uh, and, and Megan Thee Stallion you ain't really mad about what such and such said about somebody you ain't really it's fake outrage when the media tells you how to react a certain type of way if you immediately go along with the crowd we know where you stand and those are things you gotta really look out for. Like when you see the masses react a certain type of way, just sit back. <laughs> just sit back and, uh, and observe. Like, why is everybody mad about this? Like, just ask questions. And even when you ask questions, people get mad at you for asking questions. Why aren't you concerned? Well, wait, wait. Why are you concerned? Why aren't you concerned? This could, this could do this. And just like, but has it though? You say that it, it, it might, it might, you know, deal with something in your personal life. Or um, I remember, like when Roe versus Wade 
happened, right? When they ruled over Roe versus Wade and all the all these women left and right talking about, oh my god, this is this is taking away my womanhood and this is this is just very bad. You haven't gotten dick in four years. You haven't gotten dick in four years. Ain't nobody trying to mess with you. What does it got to do with you? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> there's some women out here. Like, is is ridiculous. Over here talking about and, and like I remember I made a video or I made a post on I made a tweet talking about like, okay, these are the like the top things that women can do like after this overrule that they can do to like better their lives and I was made out to be the bad guy how I said that women need to learn how to how to protect themselves in, in terms of self-defense women need to learn um, who who they're really messing with and, and really get to know a person before they get in bed with them people or women need to learn how just all just all like productive stuff and women were making me out to be the bad guy. So you're just, you, 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 why don't you teach the men not to mess with every girl and everything that walks? Why, why don't you teach the men that they just need to keep it in their pants? Why don't you tell men to get vasectomies? What? <laughs> this is about y'all. I'm trying to help your ass out. You don't need the mansplain. <laughs> they can't be helped. I just left it be at that point. I'm just like, they can't be helped. Ridiculous. Outrageous. It's completely beyond me. Anyways. <sighs> I don't even know where I was going at with that point, but. <laughs> point of the matter is focus on yourself okay don't get caught up in all the stuff you see on social media and there's going to be like a big emotional outrage about the next allegation towards a celebrity or the next you know TikTok is being banned in certain states or whatever the case is and whatever he say she say and and all this type of stuff just focus on yourself okay i guarantee you it will do you good in the long run to just focus on yourself and your purpose. If you don't know your purpose, find your purpose. <laughs> try new stuff, try different stuff, learn new things. You know, you're, you're gonna be fine. As much as people in the media might tell you you're not gonna be fine, that's the illusion, okay? So, that's all the time that I have for you today. I'm gonna get me something to eat, make me something to eat, cause my stomach growling. So, all that good and fancy stuff. So, anyways, thank you all for watching Domini's podcast here. You know, share this with somebody. Don't forget to, uh, for those who might be watching this on YouTube, like the video. Leave a comment below how you feel about this personally. For those who might be listening on Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, you know, make sure you answer the poll. You know, and tell me what was your favorite aspect in this podcast episode. All right. Till next time. We out. The waves brought me a song in the night that spoke in the softening light.